This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find all the best shows under the rainbow at pride48.com. All right, here we go for immunity and reward. Survivor's ready. Go! Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Survivors Ready. This is a show where we get together and discuss Survivor. And this is the finale episode of this season. My name is Adam, and I am joined, as always, by uh, Big Fatty. Hello, Big Fatty. Hoop, here it is. Hoop, here it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi, Fatty. How are you? I feel like, you know, I feel like... Uh, Jeff Probst uh, doing the finale on uh, from my garage. Well, the sound uh, quality is about the same. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> he was echoey. Oh, that's sounded like he was. It sounded like he was in a garage. That's why you've got the planks behind you with like all the tribal art and everything. It's it's amazing it what work. you did for this finale. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you. All right. We're also joined by uh, Daniel Brewer. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Adam. You're a tad quiet. I uh, just wanted to point that out to you. Probably not to the folks on the recording, but just for the folks here on Zoom, you are quieter than other people on Zoom. Um, I, uh, hi, Adam. How are you doing? I am. I'm tired. Now, you do yeah. know that, you know, putting a set behind someone is not going to do anything for sound much. It would be like someone in a studio that has all their sound dampening stuff Behind, the, them? Uh, behind them instead of the, the direction that they are speaking. And I mean, I, that would, I could, it would be a complete waste of money and time. I could turn around, but uh, I don't know. But it looks nice on the uh, corporate Zoom calls. Yeah, yeah, on the corporate Zoom calls, it looks you right. Could, you can achieve that same look with just paint, I think. All right. Uh, also joined by Faye Driver. Hello, Faye. Well, hello, Adam. It's so nice to see you. And I love the look of your room. Good to see and you I, as well. I think you're fantastic. Thank he's, you. He's uh, you lucky sound to see great. you. He, he's lucky. He's lucky to see you. Uh, he has broken glasses. Yeah, I'm barely holding it together here. Oh, Does that well, mean good to have you here. Have I was a... gonna. We're not doing personal stories, so I won't ask you to get any details about oh. your life. But uh, but I'm I'm glad you're doing well, and Thank everything you. is going well there. And we're also joined by Sam. Hello, everybody. Hi, Sam, uh, who you're, I don't know, you went into the Discord before the show yes. and said, I'm not really playing WoW. And I thought that was random to just go into the Discord and say, I'm because not playing over, WoW. Like, <laughs> because over on the uh, Discord chat, if you're playing World of Warcraft, it indicates that. It's like right now, Gayish Mike is playing World of Warcraft. Right. Yes, I see that. And most uh -huh. of the time I am too. Oh, okay. oh, do you, so you play World of Warcraft. Hell yes. Oh, I didn't you know, know that. Well, so uh, are you for classic, uh, classic, not retail. Oh, I don't give a shit about that. Are you uh -oh. Alli Alliance or Horde? Alliance. Oh, I know. It's pathetic, I, uh, isn't it? I believe I was Horde because when I did play, because I thought the blood elves were sexy and that's yes. what I wanted to be. And so I had to be Horde to yeah, be a she sexy doesn't, character. She doesn't have Blood Elves in Classic. That, that Blood Elves. Um, yeah, this, no. 
This ends the Chinese uh, language portion of tonight's show. Uh, so uh, shall we get started? Started three-hour <coughs> finale. Like it, uh, it was like a Gilligan's Island out there, ladies and gentlemen. A it was three a three-hour hour tour, tour uh-huh. of uh, the Greatest Survivor. Now, the pre-show we tapped on this, touched on, tapped on, we touched on just a little bit here. I loved the fact that it was three hours with no reunion. I think two of you at least were like, "No, you hated that." Um, that you you thought three hours was entirely too much. I was fine with it. I just thought why I just always wonder why they cram everything into one big episode rather than doing it. I, I, I don't they can make it as long as they want. Like I like the show, so I'm gonna enjoy it. But my thing is why not like extend it more weeks? So I get more weeks of enjoyment rather than like, I've never understood that. Like, oh, oh the last one's going to be five episodes, you know, or whatever. They've, but They've got to hurry up and finish so that uh, CBS can start Game On. Yeah. I thought, I thought uh, Amazing Race was going to start. No, Amazing they've Race. pushed it back. Oh, that's why that's, I can't find it on my schedule. Okay. That's exactly uh, why. Here, to answer your question, Adam, do, well, before, you answer, before I answer your question, Adam, uh, Faye, what did you think of the three hour? Aren't you a, a relative newbie here? Have you, have you seen a season of Survivor before? Are you like you? Was this uh, your first finale? or? I believe this is my third finale now. Okay. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not a real fan of those finale things where they, you, the interminable questions of, you know, why did you do this and that and blah, blah, blah. I don't even like the, the last tribal council where the three winners have to persuade the people. The jury, when the, yeah. the, three, the three people actually have to convince the jury to vote for yeah. them, which is the entire right. premise of the game. You don't yeah. like that part. Uh, it's a, <laughs> well, I, uh, no, I don't. I uh, um, I find that more boring than the rest. I, I honestly, even though it has the entire premise of the game, I honestly, it's not that I agree with Faye, but I do find the tribals to be Look. the most boring, especially the very last one where where they're like, so tell me you know, how you had social strategy, and then they have to go through and make up some bullshit you know, to try to convince everyone to vote for them. But... I, I enjoy it, but it's probably my least favorite part because I like to see the actual gameplay, you know, the interactions on the tribe and the contests and all that. And I know tribal is like a big part of it. It's just it's not my most favorite. I will say I also do not like the reunions. And so I was happy with it. Put Jeff in a garage every year. <laughs> With no one there, everybody yeah, on yeah. a Zoom call, play the episode and then have him read the from the urn and go, congratulations, and then end the episode. Yeah. That's fine. I always, feel, I always feel like the reunions, they either need to fully commit to it or dump it altogether. Like, so either fully commit to it and put out like a separate episode a week later of a reunion that actually gives time to go into it for those of us that care about or put it on CBS All Access as a, as a paid uh, offering, whatever you want to do, but either fully commit to it or, but it seems like over the past maybe five or six seasons, you know, it used to be we'd have a two hour finale and then an hour reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly that started ticking up where it's like, oh, we had a two hour and 15 minute uh, finale and then 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think the last couple of years, it's been almost two and a half hour finale and then a half hour uh, reunion. I, I agree that I think it would be better if this coming Wednesday they had the reunion show. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, exactly. but so, uh, to Sam, answer your how question, did you think? Well, 
I I agree. I liked that there wasn't a big reunion part at all. I liked the fact that it was all show, but three hours was just a lot, especially because this was when it was all intense and everything was wrapping up and it was all tight gameplay. And I, oh, I couldn't do it as one three hour haul. It took me like an, an hour a day over three separate viewings to watch it all. It was wow. just too much. Well, I, I do want to say... We have to give a little bit of benefit of the doubt or to Sam and Faye because they both are arduous note takers for this show. They yes. are very dedicated to having notes for the show so that we don't have to remember exactly everything that happened. And if you're sitting there for three hours, like having to take notes, it's like you're in class well, or something. By, so, by the way, I'd like to just announce now that uh, both Faye and Sam are going to stenographer school oh, uh, during wish. the summer during the summer yeah i had a, uh, I had a biology when, when i did here i'll give you some free advice when i did my recap show uh back when i had to take notes and, and do stuff because now i just get to babble i don't have to like drive the conversation um but when i had to take the notes for it on drag race i would always watch the show for enjoyment first and then go back and watch the show and take notes because that way i know it's like oh you know what there's a whole section here that i, I can just skip ahead i don't need to take notes on that because that was boring and you know so yeah all right, if so only Sam, I had that kind of time. So Sam, go back and watch the three-hour episode a second yeah. time. Oh, you know, sure. Six Why hours. Enjoy it. Six <laughs> hours, you know, no problem. Um, yeah. So anyway, we okay, tribal, we we have discussed I don't know what I'm doing. Hey. I was gonna say something right. and well, I've completely forgot what I was gonna say. I'm okay, old. well let's get the ball rolling. Okay. Uh, is there is there Sam, was there a title for this episode? There was indeed. The title for this is called it all boils down to this. And I believe that that was one of the first things Jeff said when he was in his garage. Hmm. Which we show him with the Survivor logo behind him and it's a close enough shot that you can't really tell. It's, it's just, you know, he's sitting there on what looks sort of like the tribal council set. And then the camera pans back and we see that it really is his garage and he talks about how they sent him basically a do-it-yourself kit and he and his kid built it and you know that's how yeah. they're doing this they sent him a stage lights but failed to send him just a the most microphone. basic microphone yeah. like a mm -hmm. or, or foam or something to kind of de-echo his garage uh, blankets something it's like mm -hmm. we heard he him just echoing off of the box. garage door you know i don't know all right, so uh, we all feel that the garage uh, set was uh, a little. For I me, thought it was. I thought it was kind of cool that they did that. Yeah, I had a problem with the sound. I didn't have a problem with the set. I kind of liked right. it at the at the very end when he was reading the the votes that the laptop was kind of hidden behind a plant there or whatever. Like you couldn't, you didn't realize that he was he was watching the Zoom conference on the laptop there. Right. We, we were seeing it up on screen. So. Hmm. Okay, let's move on. We come back uh, the beginning of this episode. We go to the island. Day 35, we are doing the edge oh. of extinction. Uh, come back. So all 16 to 23 people who are on the edge of extinction come back to fight this challenge, which is a rope maze. You have to, you have to, you have to, this is really, this is quite the thing, right? Because we had the buying in of the advantages and all this. So mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about this in great detail. Essentially, we start with a rope maze. You clip yourself to a rope. You have to run around 
you know, up and down, in and out, over and under these, uh, is basically a fence with a rope. And then you have to dig up another rope and then you, you use the rope to build a bridge. You get across mm -hmm. the bridge and then you have a rolling ball puzzle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So should we discuss the, uh, the uh the benefits that uh natalie had yeah she had lots of them and lots. almost blew it right yes. <laughs> she had three separate advantages she she, did. she was huffing and puffing more than vera going up the stairs uh to it there at the mansion yeah she didn't have to dig up her rope she had a third of her rope bridge already constructed for mm -hmm. her and she didn't have to run through the initial rope maze so really all she had to kind of do was the, the one getting herself untangled and then but build boy her. she struggled yeah. with and that she could not get herself untangled so. she just oh yeah it, it was she really had trouble with that and and you know bad enough that you felt bad for her watching it was all that peanut butter yeah i was thinking she had all this peanut butter she had all these advantages and she struggled more than just about anybody else. I, was, I would have thought she would have been clear-headed, full of energy from all that peanut butter, you know, whatever. And it, it wasn't the case. And some other folks had advantages too, though, right? Tyson yeah, had Sam. one. Wendell, Tyson. I didn't uh, write it down. Oh, okay. Other one said. Yeah, Harvey. Here's the worst thing that happened about this. I don't know if you guys follow the, uh, the, the news, the Survivor Scuttlebutt news, but the promo that they released for the finale that CBS released for the finale uh -huh. after last after the penultimate episode. Right. Actually had a shot of the immunity challenge after the survive, you know, so it was the the immunity challenge that the normal survivors were participating in, Tony and you know, right. the ones that were still there. Right. And in one of the quick shots in that promo, you could see Natalie running up the stairs. So she oh. was clearly a part of that, which oh. meant that it was kind of spoiled ahead of time that Natalie definitely was coming back from the edge of extinction. And then uh, CBS like pulled that promo like two days later. But uh, I thought, yeah. I, yeah, I think I did like see a whiff of that driving by a social media at some point because uh, because i watch everything on um cbs all access or you know whatever and i don't mm -hmm. watch it on tv i never see like i don't see commercials and stuff like that so yeah you know. I, I mean i saw it at the end of the show but i didn't i you know it wasn't until i read an article about somebody's like oh it was spoiled and i was like what what let me see. I, I will say this about Survivor. Survivor is the best at keeping it under wraps. It's like almost right. every other reality competition show. You, if you Google hard enough, you can find somebody that's spilling the order, and right. who's you know absolutely. It's like Survivor, never I, the case. It's it's very non-Survivor like. Yeah. I mean, that's somebody got their ass chewed on that one. Oh yes. <clears throat> All right. Speaking okay. of ass chewings, so okay, let's go. <clears throat> so the, we we start through this. As mentioned, Natalie gets tangled up quite badly. Um, Yule and Wendell are actually doing quite well. Um, and in fact, Wendell, in his cute blue panties, uh, gets to the rope bridge first. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to go through the what happens, uh, uh, Sam? Wendell gets to the mate. Wendell actually gets gets to the knots and the ball release first. He gets to the maze first. He actually gets his first ball first. 
and then Natalie and Rob and Yule. So that's the first four that are really in it. And you can figure out by there, you know, everybody else is sort of not doing that well relative to them. And Wendell is, you know, he gets the one stuck and he has a lot of close misses in and out, in and out. Natalie does the same thing. I think perhaps Rob did that at one point, I'm not sure, but we do all of that. And then eventually Natalie wins. So the even though it didn't seem like all of those advantages helped her the way it ought to, she still ended up pulling it out at the end. Despite herself. Yes. Well, but that we must recognize that that's quite amazing that Natalie won. <clears throat> Uh, Natalie A uh, came back from the edge of extinction. She won all of those advantages when she was on the edge of extinction. Um, and then she she had a hard time with this particular challenge, but she did mm -hmm. win it in the end. And yeah, I, know well, I don't want to spoil anything, but she goes on throughout this this episode to do quite well, which we'll see. Yeah, I. You know, the first time they had Edge of Extinction, and I'm kind of ambivalent. I mean, I'm okay. Every All these shows have ways that people can come back. So I don't really think it's unfair. You kind of know. But I will say the first year that they did it, or the first season they did it, it felt kind of pointless. And then when they came back, it's like, well, you know, they haven't done anything this whole time they've been on Edge of Extinction. They come back. And then, you know, now the guy, I can't remember whoever it was that won, but he did do Chris. some really, Chris, yes. yeah, he did some really cool strategic stuff like choosing to make fire and that sort of thing that really amped it up. But this season, what I, I really liked the fact that they had the fire tokens with the challenges because I felt like, like, I don't know, Fatty or somebody said at one point, it was almost like that was just a separate tribe. And Natalie did actually have to win a bunch of competitions on edge of extinction to get to the point where she had. So I thought, you know, that makes me feel a little bit better about the fact that even though she was on edge for like the whole time for like 33 days or something, she was really winning things and doing yes. strategic things during that time. So I liked it better having that aspect than just well, you're sitting there I, for 30 days, you know, I will say that the big difference this time was the fire tokens and nobody knew how it was going to play out, but she played not knowing what, how, how it was going to help her or whatever. She played it really, really well to have gotten that many fire tokens. Yeah. Well, she was incredibly physically fit. Of course she was, she was there since day three also, but I mean, She is very fit. Now then, after she had won this challenge and she went over to join the other five people um, as she was sitting down and they were all congratulating her and she says quickly, yeah, thanks for voting me off, she said to, to somebody. Do we know who that was directed to? I don't know. Probably Tony. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting that when they stand there talking to the Edge of Extinction contestants, when they're all standing there in their little skimpy outfits, they are noticeably thinner than the remaining five that are on the main island. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're just. I mean, you can really see it. They they were they were really running them ragged with the marathon exercise and the very minimal food, and it showed. Yeah, that actually kind of bugged me because it's like, you, you, 
these guys are standing in the sun. They haven't eaten anything in 33 days. They've now yeah. lost the contest. They're now allowed to go and eat food. And you're going to hold them there in the direct sunlight in yeah. the middle of the day to like have them ask questions. It's like, I would have rather that been on a voiceover as we watched them like chowing down on, you know, like fried chicken or something. It's just like, Agreed. Right. I didn't, I didn't like that part either. I thought no. that that was just, you know, gratuitous. It's, it's, well, it was, it was bordering on mean yeah yes. it's just like so. they were all they're like exhausted starving and now burning up in the sun yeah it's just like yeah. mm -hmm. okay so uh they did let them go eat and then we all got to see a re re reflective story with everybody's voiceover mm -hmm. uh so that that's a part that could have been cut out to cut the time down from three hours to maybe two and a half it, it was, but at the same time, this is winners at war, right? These are all previous winners. The one difference between this, you know, episode of, of Survivor and any other episode of Survivor that has existed before it is that every single player had an agent. It's like when they yeah, bring back returning true. players, they've got agents that they can negotiate with and whatever. And, you know, if you're trying out for Survivor, you don't have an agent that you're just trying out for Survivor first time, right? But it's like when they're bringing back returning players, there's more contract negotiation. There's no, you know, more. So I feel like, yeah, this is being built up to be the ultimate Survivor, right? They jack the prize up by a million bucks like this year, if you're the winner of the winner. So yeah, these people get to get their say. And I, I love a lot of those players. I didn't mind it at all. It's like, I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I do. I remember that. You know, I, I liked Adam. I was rooting for him earlier. Okay. Okay. Well, let us return to uh, the six people go back to camp now. And uh, let me Natalie's just point out, this is the final six head back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I made some mathematical uh, mistakes last week. Just yeah, whatever. The Jeff even says the final six. <laughs> anyway, I was, I was, I thought that there were six players left last week. There were only five. So that was where my confusion came in. I was like, oh, it's going to be six, and then it's going to be seven, and then six again. See, that was my okay. confusion. So, yeah, sorry, you could, Faye. You could they just pointed back. out that I had shitty math, and then, you know, we wouldn't have had to have that argument. Okay, let's, let's, uh, everybody agree Daniel has shitty math? Okay. Yeah, shitty okay. math. Okay, Natalie says uh, that Tony is the favorite that uh, everybody who came over to Extinction Island said, oh, Tony's the greatest. He's the best man. He's been playing. He's going to really, really win, uh, which we don't know. Is it a, is it a lie or a true or what? But Tony is completely freaked out. So <laughs> Tony does his little freaking which out. Which is so unlike Tony for the entire rest of the game. He's normally yeah. so calm. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Just so okay. stoic. So then we come back from commercial. It's time for another immunity challenge. Well, um, let, let me let me ask this question. You know, they're they're all saying, well, we don't know if that's true or if Natalie is just saying that or whatever. Do do you all think that that was the consensus on the edge of extinction? Oh God, yes, probably, yeah. the, the probably. Final, okay, yeah, the, the final tribal council kind of brought that out, right? right. Especially even like Rob's comment uh, uh, during his vote. But okay, yeah, yeah, I think it was definitely. And it's one of those things. It's like she could spin other stories about how yeah. much they thought he was going to win and how you know that kind of a thing. But yeah, anytime you're 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 lying to people, 
right? You kind of want to be there enough of a grain in truth in there that you're not going to get called out mm-hmm. and lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And that just, plays out just, later on in this episode. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to get your own, your, your personal opinions about that. So anyway, all right, go ahead, Faith. Okay. We uh, have a yet another immunity challenge. This is the, now for the final six. Uh, they have to, it, this is a really uh, interesting uh, challenge because it there is. are three, there are three different bridges that they have to go back and forth over. Uh, they go, have to take bags up to the top of a platform. There's a water slide involved. And then yes. they have to build the leaning tower of pizza puzzle. Yes. Um, I feel like that water slide, would, even though it looked really fun, it would not have gotten approval here in the U.S. for like, <laughs> you know, OSHA or whoever that is Agreed. that decides whether things Agreed. are. Because, uh, you know, there have been deaths where people have like literally come up off of water slides and like fell off. Or, you know, I don't know. Anyway, but it looked and fun. And Ben was barely in control inside the little like sides yeah. there. Yeah. And what was the what was the the controversy about somebody's junk falling out? Coming down the water slide. Well, there Ben had a butt, butt crack shot shown, but I no, did. this was that was this was one of his, one of the stand-ins uh, when they were showing, you know, and then you come down the slide and the stand-in had his face covered as he came down, and evidently something something plopped around or whatever. Oh. I didn't well, see did. that. I, I didn't Me either. But yeah. there was something unusual about the stand-in shots on the slide, where in at the very end, they showed these kind of graphic shots of this ass and crotch coming down the slide, and it was just a giant close-up on this guy's ass. Maybe that's what it was. I, yeah. I, I don't know, but there was some sort of controversy there. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. There was a lot of ass <coughs> shot in this one. Okay. Thank you. So the interesting... Bridges. There were three bridges that they had to ultimately go across, and so each contestant they had three bags they had to go get from the bottom to the top. But they also had to cross one of the three separate bridges, each bridge uh, on one each of their time. three. Yeah, right. and there was a troll under each one that like gasped them a riddle, and they had to pass. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So these were really cool. There was a rope bridge. So you had to cross a rope and hang on to ropes uh, uh, over your head to get across that one. Uh, and there was a, what I call the lily pad bridge with a bridge with a couple of steppy type stones on each side. And then a plank bridge that you had to take your planks with you. And that you, one was hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That really. Yeah, that did look hard. Um, so it was, uh, it was an interesting additional challenge which didn't give you a good clear idea of who was actually in front or who was doing well. Yes, because, because it was one right. bridge would be fast and one bridge would be very slow. Okay, however, as we come through this challenge, we do see that there are a couple of uh, uh, favorites who are, seem to be doing better than others. And that would be Ben, Tony, and Nat were mm-hmm. consistently in the front. Um, and doing quite well. Uh, Sam, do you have any statistics on this challenge? Uh, 
we did hear Jeff say that Michelle had done this puzzle once before in her season of the game. Uh, ben got to his first bag first and Ben got to the third bag first. He was just a wild man up and down the stairs on the slide. It was amazing. This was also one of the challenges where his, you know, his size and his gangly limbs actually really worked in his favor well. Um, Tony, Natalie, and Sarah were right behind. Michelle was way behind. But um, by just as in all of these, everybody basically gets to the puzzle at the same time. And Michelle got the first tier of the puzzle first very easily. Either she remembered from last time or got the rhythm or, you know, one of those aha moments. She figured out how to stack all of the little legs to put the ring on. You're making a tower of cylind a cylindrical tower where you where you assemble legs and you put, I think, six legs and then you set your little ring on and then you assemble six more legs and set a ring on and then you set the, assemble six more and set the final ring on. It's like a tiered uh, wedding cake. Yeah, but yes. you have to, the legs, they all We're have to be the same right. height. And mm -hmm. so the challenge right. is you have to figure out like the different variations of putting the legs together to make sure they're all the same height before you can put the ring. And I, I thought <laughs> I liked it. So Michelle was pretty far in in the back. Like they were all there before she got there and they were oh. trying to do it and nobody was figuring it out. She gets there. Jeff actually calls out the fact that, you know, Michelle had done this before mm -hmm. and uh, she is doing a really good job. And then they all start looking at hers, which bugs the shit out of me when I, I hate it. But what I really liked was she goes, I don't remember exactly, but she basically said, y'all are a bunch of cheaters. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> uh, and they were all just looking at her. And I'm like, they need to just put start put start putting dividers up between those. Because yeah, well, it so drives well, me it crazy. Help, though. If it's if it's not against the rules, it's not cheating. And in yeah. fairness, there are some challenges in the past that they have put dividers up, like some of those combination locks and stuff that they've yeah. put. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, so it's like, it's one of those things that, they're aware of it. I mean, they're aware that people are cheating and it's not against the rules. I mean, you can, it's like whispering at tribal council, Adam. It's just one of those things. It's well, part of the game. It's perfectly fair. It's you not may a, not like it, but, uh, well, and just because, play. just because you're watching her do it doesn't mean that you're still going to be able to do it. Which clearly as because none of them could even get, Oh no, uh, not even cheating. All. They couldn't get it done. So, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, she, she got an early lead on that puzzle and just kept it the whole way and blew them all out of the water. Which is, of course, survivor rule number one, it always comes down to, the, to puzzle. the puzzle. Yes, and Michelle yep. wins immunity and she's very happy. Okay, so then we go to commercial, we come back out, it's day 36. Uh, Natalie is gonna go looking for an idol uh, apparently, Tony and Ben are chatting about how they want to vote Natalie out, I think. Yes. Uh, if anyone has anything to add here. But Tony thinks she has an idol, and Tony is the one that they edit to put that in, yes. Yeah. Well, Tony keeps, I don't know if this is the part where this all happens, but there's a big kerfuffle where Sarah and Ben basically want to want to put all the votes on Natalie. Basically, they're like, "We're gonna put all the votes on Natalie." She We're does not have an idol. Yes, yeah. The relationship that. with her is so good, right? That uh, she would 
absolutely tell me. And then, of course, you know, that's the survivor rule number two. Never write checks with your mouth that your ass can't cash because uh-huh. Sarah is basically uh-huh. like, I completely rule this game because I know every single thing that's going on. And Tony had a really good plan. He was the one that said, no, just yeah. in case, let's split the vote. Let's not yet. Yeah, because what we, the viewers, know is that Natalie does, in fact, have an idol and she she's does. working with Michelle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but they didn't want to put any votes on what's her name for some Denise. reason. Denise. They, Denise. They're just like, oh, Ben's like, no, I can't. I can't put any votes on Denise, you know, yeah. or whatever. And Sarah's like, oh, no, no, no. I know Natalie. I've made a relationship and there's no way we just need to put all our votes mm-hmm. on Natalie. And Tony's like, I'm telling you, <laughs> we mm-hmm. need to. I'm telling and you, he, we need to. <laughs> and he doesn't want to flush out all the idols right away. He's like, no, no, no. Let's do it this way. Split the vote. That way we don't have to use them. He was but, thinking very. He, he, I even followed this. It made sense. I thought he had a good plan. Yeah, but the most fascinating thing really there is, is that you really see Tony's uh, entire strategy uh, at play there. Keep in mind, this is a man who never got a single vote this entire game, right? It's like uh, the only time people wrote his name down oh, was wow. Letter. It's like, um, so, and you can see why, right? He knows in his heart, in his gut, he knows Natalie has an idol because he even brings it up. You know what? On the old edge of extinction when chris came back he had an idol what if she has an idol it was, you know like there's mm-hmm. it's just too risky mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and play it as if she did worst case mm-hmm. denise goes home best case she goes home bada bing bada boom and then his cry you know his his alliance mates are basically saying no that's it ah, is not true and everything and instead of him arguing and like getting in their face and saying you know go look i know best now he's like you know all right all right if you're if you're sure if you're sure mm-hmm. then then we'll do mm-hmm. it we'll do it is like so it's like he's always trying to push his agenda, but then backs off and like, let, lets them think that they still have, you know, the ultimate say. They're so running the game. Yeah. Uh-huh. He is absolutely the master of winning the war, not the battle. It's just like, he's right. willing to lose the battles to win the war. All right. So they're all scheming and uh, we don't need to talk about this anymore. We should go directly to tribal, shall we? Let's go yes, to tribal let's... where let's Faye go. will fast forward. Right. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did fast forward through everything that Sarah said. Uh, oh, oh, this but, is where Sarah had the whole moment where I mean, oh. it's uh, this women's... was an amazing moment. Well, yeah, it was, Natalie, it was four moments. Was, it was. B- before Sarah went all gender bias, got all gender bias upset on everybody and made it a big moment to counteract last season. Natalie admitted up front in front of tribal, in front of jury, in front of everybody that she said that Tony was running the show. Yes. That was the most interesting part of that whole freaking tribal to me. The rest of it, it just derailed. So I'm interested. Why would you find it interesting? Like if I was Natalie, I would absolutely do that. Because at that point in time, these are you've been hanging out with these right. jurors. Like, you know what they're looking for. This is right. your way of saying, you know what? I went and did this without saying, you know, I went exactly. like, is a way of putting it in their head that, you know what? I made that move, you know? I found, I, and Daniel, you're proving the point. I found this tribal to be more jury management. Oh, absolutely. Or, 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 you know, let me, let me tell you why I, uh, mm-hmm. you know, outplayed and outlasted and outwitted. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. You it's know, totally before able. they got to that final one. I will even give you one more than that. Sarah's speech was largely jury management oh, because yeah. Sarah was basically like, why, why is Tony, why is it 
you know, when Natalie's telling her that Tony is, you know, the favorite, he's like, why is it a favorite? They're basically telling her, it's like, look, there he's the favorite over there. You're just seen as someone that's going along to get along with him and everything. You need to make your own move. Right? You need to just differentiate yourself from Tony. And that was a largely that speech of her doing that was largely her doing that, <clears throat> saying to the jury, because you know, when you're at that final tribal council giving your jury speech, a lot of those jurors have already made up their mind. Mm -hmm. It's like giving it to them now, giving this speech to them now gives them days to think about it and to mull it over in their heads and to go like, you know what? She's right. Or maybe I am being that way or, you know, blah, blah. It's like very yeah. smart move on Sarah. Uh, incredible move on Natalie's part. That whole thing. This was so, it was like watching chess. I mean, it's just like, this is so, there were so many layers going on there. So many areas of communication going on there. Uh, and the other thing that I found really fascinating by this, not to dominate and everything, was the fact that Jeff Probst's bit about, uh, you know, uh, owning the fact that he has had problems in the past and he didn't mm -hmm. even know he was supposed to look at mm -hmm. everything. It's like, now, it's not weird that he says that because these tribal councils go on for hours, right? Um, but it's just weird that he decided that that was important enough for him to include into the episode. It was, enough, mm -hmm. it was important enough for him to share with the audience that that was something um, and I think that's a, a really important thing. I think a lot of times when we talk about, uh, you know, gender biases or sex biases or transgender issues or uh, even race issues, a lot of times when you say, well, we do this badly, people get defensive about it. And it's important to hear from people going like, I did this badly, but I could, I could improve. I did this badly. It's okay to go like, oh, shit, I do that. You know, it's okay to have done that as long as you are now willing to improve. So, and sorry, then he I'll starts off my soapbox. Then he starts calling her by her last name, which, by yes, the way, yeah. I just want to say I'm a man. I mean, you know, for the most part. And, uh, I don't want people to call me by my last name. I prefer my first name. So I don't like, and it also, goes back, it goes okay, back why? to, yeah, go ahead. Why, why uh, yeah, I don't understand. Please to explain. It's just one of those things. It goes back in Survivor history. There have just been certain players that Propes calls them by their last name, right? right. Uh, Culpepper, uh, Cochran. Uh, just who? like Cochran. Daniel called Jeff Probes. Probes. Right. Probes. <laughs> it's, it's just like, uh, it's, and it's, it's but, a very bro culture kind of a thing. Well, right? and you I'll know, say, like, I don't know if this is just a Southern thing, but I'll say it is very common in the South yeah. for guys to call each other by their last right. name. My brother was always burns to all his friends that was yeah. who he was i do but not yeah, it's, like it's, that but the, the important thing is is it has never happened with a female it's like he's it's always yeah. so as a female you never even had that option of him calling you by his your last name or that okay like, now i'm gonna i'm gonna admit something i thought that maybe sarah was just a nickname or something and the name she was wanting him to call her was her her real first name. It never. No, that was her last that name. It was her last name. That's her last Fatty, name. Never to Fatty, me. that's why we all call you Fatty and not Big. That's right. Because oh, you know, yeah. bro culture. We're calling you by your last name. I was hanging out with Big the other day. Okay. Thanks, Burns. Can we can we talk about during this tribal council how the all the now the new uh, jury who came over from the edge. Of extinction, how pretty and clean and oh, showered yes. they look! <laughs> that they finally was so had some nice. Food. They yeah. they Plus, did clean up well. They, they must did. have gone to Ponderosa at that point. Well, yes. sure. that, that video is on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I watched it. Oh, it's nice. Okay. Most of it, anyway. Oh, good. Um, and I'd just like to say that uh, was it Danny, 
Danny. I don't know. She looks. So I don't know. Different. Where's the printout? Where, oh, she yeah. looked like right, she. Right she just, looked so different. Yeah, with all the makeup and everything, mm -hmm. she did look uh, more human. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> she looked more human. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I think I think so, I understand what he's saying. What he's getting at is she's had a lot of plastic surgery work that when she had yes. no makeup and stuff, it looked odd. Yeah. A, yeah. The collagen okay. in the lips particularly yeah. didn't go with yeah. the whole rest of the emaciated body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sophie to me was unrecognizable. She she, she did look much different. I, I she could was figure also out sick. Yeah, well, well she was sick on the on the final on the second one. one. No, I'm We're sorry, she was, talk about that. She was sick at all three. She was too sick on the final on the second one to to show back up. Mm -hmm. But on the uh, for the final and for that one, she was sick both times. She I've seen an interview. Yeah, she was. She was okay. I, we, really we, I'd like to talk about that when we get to that point. Okay. 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 All right. So we go through this tribal <clears throat> nonsense. We finally get the vote, and and I'll count the votes, and the way he goes, and and then. Does anybody have an idol they'd like to play? Okay. Sam, do you want to bring us through this? Sure. Well, then Natalie says, yes, yes, I, I, I have an idol. I'm going to play my idol. So, of course, then Tony's got to play his idol. We're flushing it out just like a game of Euchre. And is are there any other idols? And Ben plays his. So, boom, 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 all three idols. So, any votes cast for Nat don't count. Any votes cast for Tony don't count, and any votes cast for Ben don't count. So let's go read the votes. First vote, Natalie, doesn't count. Second vote, Natalie, doesn't count. Third vote, Natalie, doesn't count. Fourth vote, Natalie, doesn't count. Fifth vote, Ben, doesn't count. And sixth vote, Ben. Still doesn't count. Now things get interesting. So, because those three people played idols, they now have immunity. So they do not. Um, they they do. They are not eligible to be voted on again. Right. So the only two people that are eligible for the vote to be voted out are Denise and Sarah. But on the other hand. Denise would vote for Sarah and Sarah would vote for Denise. So they're going to sit out. They're not going to vote. Right. Right. So the other four do a revote. And then furthermore, Jeff says that if there's a second tie, the tiebreaker is they go to fire because there's nobody left to draw rocks. Correct. I wasn't quite sure how that works because I've never seen them draw rocks because this is only my third season. But in any case, everybody, you know, so the survivor, survivor rules state that in a tie, they have to be a revote. And if there's a tie in the revote, they then, draw rocks. Then, no, then everyone that no. voted draws rocks, not mm. the people that are, you know, that were up for. So you right. don't pick mm. between the two. But, you, but because every single person left this time voting was immune, there would be no point in drawing rocks because they're all immune. So it would have to be a fire building challenge. Right. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you want to read out the vote? Sure. The, so we have vote. a revote, and it was unanimous. First vote, Denise. Second vote, Denise. Third vote, Denise. Denise is voted off, and nobody seems very surprised about this at all. Although Denise and Sarah are sitting there holding hands and they're having their big moment, and it's it is indeed very dramatic. And then you know, 
I think it would have, even though Sarah was my oh, there you go. my that one unique speed for um, that tribal council on night thirty six. I I think she uh, it would have served her right if to the camp right afterwards. We continue on Sam can hear us. Sam can't hear us. Sam cannot hear us. You cannot get to see some really um, (laughs) nice uh, camera play and editing because now Tony is upset, but he's being cool about it. You know, Tony does a really graceful job. Yeah. Can you hear us? Can you hear us talking? No! And uh, that apologizes. No, no. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? I'm going to type it in the chat here. Okay. Wait a minute. She's now. Can you hear us? Yes, now I can. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we were talking. We were talking, and you just kept talking, and I could not hear you. The stupid thing got squished. All right, we figured that was it. So even though Sarah was Adam's player, he was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say it would have served her right if they had voted her ass out, because I mean she's the one that's like. No, Tony, I know Natalie doesn't have a, you know, and because of it was Sarah's fault that all of those idols had to get played like Ben's idol, Tony, that whole alliance that they had between Ben, Tony and Sarah. I'm confused why you think it's all Sarah's fault and not equally Ben's fault, because Ben was also very adamant that there was no uh, idol. Well, I just think it was she's the one that they focused on being so adamant about it. So the reason that the, you know, if, but if you're Natalie and Michelle, who do you think you're going to have a better chance of working with on the next vote? Like the one thing that we know about Denise is she's very stubborn and it's like, I don't think you Mm -hmm. could turn Denise. So it's kind of one of those like, well, yeah, we could vote Sarah out, but then we're left with Denise and she's definitely not going to work with us. She's going to stay with those three. So we're still going to be imbalanced there. We need to be able to flip one person. And Sarah is the better choice there because uh, look, we've already gotten her to make that speech. (laughs) It's like, we could probably work with her. Yeah. Mm. I see that. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. I just, but the look on her face when Natalie played her, Yes. Idol and Sarah was just so shocked because she was just certain that she didn't have an idol. It was just, it was priceless. There's also a good look on Natalie's face when Ben played his because it was clear she did not know. No one on Exit Extinction knew that Ben had an idol as well. Right. Uh Yeah. Okay. Where did you leave us off there, Sam? Um, Denise is voted out. Denise got voted off, and yes, very nice touching goodbye. <clears throat> and then we pick up at uh, back at camp that night, and Tony was upset but being gracious about it. He's like, you know, guys, basically, did did, did a more diplomatic version of "I told you so." As as mm-hmm. Mittens has said in the chat room, who said he said, uh, uh, yes. how how Tony said "I told you so" when he was talking to Sarah and Ben um, that that this would happen if Natalie played her idol. So, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we go to the next day. Um, it's uh, well, they actually, we come back from the, the voting out ceremony. It's the middle of the night and it's dark and Tony is going idle searching and putting the forest at risk. I might add yes. carrying fire around. And- yeah. Speaking of things that weren't OSHA approved. Right. Right. <laughs> 
and kind of cool though using the glowing firewood as a flashlight yeah. you know well, at first he had a, like a coal in a in a shell mm-hmm. i'm like oh that's very flintstones of you you know i don't know it just reminded me <laughs> and then he made a fire out there in the middle of the island somewhere yeah so mm-hmm. interesting i i was very impressed by what he did but it didn't help him find an idol. But no. yeah, y'all, he, he he was still just <laughs> kind of batshit crazy. <laughs> okay. It was just, it was, it, it made for good TV, but it was still just kind of batshit crazy. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so then the day breaks and then everybody is out then looking for the idol and they're all crossing each other's paths and, and, Lo and behold, Natalie finds yet another idol somehow in the dark too. I might add, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was dusky, but or, or dawnish. But yes, it was it mm-hmm. was pretty dark. And she actually showed. Did she 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 showed to uh, uh, her showed to Michelle? To yes, Michelle. Michelle. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is fine. Okay. Um, uh, there's so many idols in this this episode. <laughs> I, I get a little confused. Um. I have my next note is the immunity challenge. Is there anything yes. between Nat finding an idol and the immunity challenge? No, Natalie has the immunity idol and Michelle sees it. Tony and Ben work together, but they have no luck. That's mm-hmm. it. Then I have day seven, day 37 immunity challenge, obstacle course over water. Right. Well, let's go, go ahead with that, Sam. Um, they start at a floating dock and they swim to a ramp. And then they walk or get across a balance beam. And then you have to get up on the beach and crawl under a net so that, you know, first you're wet and now you're sandy. And then the very last thing is to toss bean bags onto a platform. Right. So they begin and Natalie and Ben are basically in the lead. Um, Michelle is in the very, very last place mm-hmm. um ben and tony are the most successful they get their first bag uh, to land on the little platform table first uh, everyone else is still trying and then eventually it is tony who wins who gets his second bag on and wins this immunity and any other comments on that that was He's the very point. happy and it makes good tv yeah, that was the point that I lost the contest because basically uh-huh. just handed to uh, Adam and Chris a whole bunch of points. So. Uh, it's hard, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah, no, he wins, and and then they go back and start talking about who they're gonna okay vote out. So, right. <laughs> this is very exciting and interesting. Tony goes back up into his spine. Oh my god. And Sarah, he, Sarah, I gotta go to my spy nest. I gotta go. You, you go draw him in. I'm gonna go to my spy nest. <laughs> and which he does, and she does. Sarah brings uh, Natalie along to the water tower, and they're standing there talking, apparently for quite a long time. We find out later, and Natalie shows her idol to sarah not on purpose yeah i don't i don't think she meant to i think it was tucked in her she got called on it buff that was all around her wrist and sarah goes what's that what's Mm -hmm. that you know and then she was kind of there was nothing else she could do i would i would have lied my ass off 
for a, at least once or twice. Yeah, but again, you're trying to get her on your side. You're trying to to get her to work with you, right? Yeah. Uh, what, let's go back to this spy nest thing here because I, I think it's important um, to talk about that briefly. Do you view that as also a jury management thing or do you view that as uh, some other kind of ego kind of a thing, his, his insistence on going to the spy nest? Well, how would it be uh, jury well, management? Jury management, because that is a story he can now tell the jury. I had went and I did this spy nest and everything. It's like, in fact, he did do that to the jury, and they were all mm. laughing about it. They were all just like, ha, ah, ha, good old well, Tony. He does this crazy thing and whatnot. It's like, that was absolutely something. It's like, what? there was no reason for him to, ha- he, here's his, his ride or die that's going to go and talk to Natalie. Like he doesn't trust her to tell her what's going to happen. It's like, there's no reason for him to spy there. Sarah was part of the conversation. You're, if anything, you're telling your Alliance partners, like, I don't trust you to be honest with me. So bring this conversation and have it in front of me so that I can verify it. It's He's just got like, a really uh, good point. But I don't, was, I don't perceive that as being kind of what he was thinking. I think creating the spy shacks nest b- bungalow that's, that's i think thing. that's all i think that's all uh tony tony after survivor will have t-shirts printed up and he'll make appearances and come and he'll be in the spy nest and you know all this kind of stuff so i think that was just kind of his thing that he had done all the way from season the first season he was on and because now he's in such a tight alliance with Sarah, he's like, well, I'm still going to do my thing to get information, but I'm going to bring her into it. I'm going to you know, get me we're some gonna, camera time. We're going to work together. I, I don't, but, I, but jury management, I, I, sure. I agree there is some camera time involved there, but also, it, you know, th- this is the level they're playing this game at. They are constantly thinking about how I'm going to, it's like, if I make mm-hmm. it to the end, I have to make a speech to the jury. Now, what is, yeah. what is that speech going to be? What is that yeah. going to entail? Yeah. Well, I... It doesn't. Well, I, I don't. I don't know that. Can that's we all the at least agree that it, it was a it was a completely unnecessary thing to do? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. I don't think Tony's that bright to be thinking that far ahead. <laughs> well, I, of course. Well, I, anyway. I think he's more concerned about his own self preservation than he is, you know, thinking seven steps down the road. But it it came back to bite him in the ass because they stood there and talked for an hour. <laughs> Right. Okay, so let's move on to the other significant thing that occurred in this section of the show is that Sarah and Ben had a conversation. And I I don't understand this at all, but Ben volunteers to die on a sword for Sarah. Can we talk about this, please? Somebody explain it. Uh, So this kind of goes along with the Tribal Council last week the one or a week before that the one that you fast forwarded through where they uh talked about how this game changes you how um you know you you spend this time being deceiving and lying to people and not trusting people and whatever and does that affect you in your real life that was a conversation that clearly weighed heavily on ben because in ben's season he was not liked by the rest of his cast right he got to the end by winning idols and by winning immunity challenges and whatnot and he was you know kind of it was not a a happy occasion for him necessarily. He he has a lot of regrets about that season that he played there. This is him uh, basically doing some some napkin math 
right? If you're Ben, you must realize there's no way to win. You, 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 you don't have a better story than Tony. You don't have, so even, if, you know, even if you win that fire challenge and you get pulled to the end there, you have no great story to tell for this jury to, to vote for you. There's, there's just not a, 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 you know, compared to Tony and Sarah, you don't have a great story. Uh-huh. So what do you do at this point in time? There's no way I can win. What could I right. do to make myself feel better and to redeem myself and to, you know, basically help out my friend? He's really tight with Sarah. And it's like, yeah. you know, how can I, you know. And do- I'm, I may not win the money, but I'm still a winner. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And <clears throat> you could tell he was cool with that. I mean, he, he had a look of peace. He, he was not doing this you know, with any conflict at all, he, he seemed very easy with this decision. And he was like, yeah, I know I'll walk away with my head held high because friends are more important. And he was down with that, at least for the camera. And the real question that you have to ask yourself, if you want to be cynical is, you know, would he have felt the same if he had a good story to win? Like if he thought he could- Or an idol in his pocket or something. Would he have made that same, that same speech? And we could, we could debate that forever, right? We don't know. Right. But still- and of right. course, Sarah is very torn up emotionally over this. She's just, you know, it's it's, but it's very emotional, lots of teariness all around. I feel like I understood it at the time, but uh, Michelle did not have, uh, wait, yeah, Tony won immunity. Michelle did not have an idol. She also did not, did not win immunity. So mm-hmm. why would not have Tony, Ben, and Sarah just voted for Michelle and they they would still be a happy trio. Keep going. Two, re- two reasons. Number one, Sarah still has it in the back of her mind that she's got to make her own move. She's got to be able to tell the jury that a move that she made that wasn't just something that Tony went along with. Uh-huh. So by her blindsiding Tony in this, that gives her that claim without actually hurting her alliance member. Like she's not double crossing him or, or whatever. She's just you know making her own decision that didn't affect him one way or the other. Um, so uh, that's why is because you've got people that are considering how they're going to win this game, right? It's like, it's not enough to get to the end. You got to win the game, right? You got to, you got to have a story. Also, uh, yeah. Oh, so men, so Mark and I were watching season three of drag, <laughs> drag race, uh, all stars today. Mm-hmm. And one of the drag queens, uh, voluntarily eliminated themselves. Yes. <laughs> and and so Mitten says, I just realized that person did the same thing that Ben did. <laughs> there's, and and there's her name was Ben. And yeah. her name was Ben Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, it's just something to do with people named Ben. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, it was very, you know, whatever. It was very interesting. I, I, good of him. I don't know what to say, but yeah. It was interesting. There was lots of crying. TV. Oh, yes, I love TV. you. I want you to win. Yada, yada. Well, let's go to tribal council. Uh, Once again, Danny is there in full makeup, looking quite good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the episode or the the tribal where Sophie is not here at all. Correct. Yes. And Daniel, do you want to tell us what happened there? She had a a stomach bug or something like that. She was just really uh, sick. I mean, she was like down for the count. She was uh, on an IV and whatnot oh. to try to get i mean because diarrhea and vomiting they're just right yeah to get that her. kind of stomach bug will just yeah. lay you flat especially like after you've been quick. out on the edge of extinction for mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. for, i could see where yeah 
yeah, it was just, a, it was a case of, you know, she didn't need to be there. They could show her the videotapes afterwards. It wasn't like, you know, so right. she, she basically stayed back at the Ponderosa. And she did look like death warmed over on the, on the <laughs> finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she Agreed. looked like, uh, not good. Like they could have put a mannequin there in her place. And mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, so Lesina talks about playing an individual game. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the last name, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jeff uh, somebody else. A fair bit. Yeah, someone else better talk because I don't have any notes about. I color. I don't I I have I have color commentary. Jeff pontificated about being a therapist and being this you know personal growth and yada yada. Michelle talked about how there was a wall of an alliance. So that was when Jeff just flat out called out the Sarah Bentoni alliance. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I have actually written down as far as notes. So take it from there, guys. Well, we go to the vote. Does anybody else have anything to say? No, no. there wasn't really anything interesting. No. There. We go to the vote then. Uh, uh, I'll count the votes. Does anybody have an idol? And, of course, Natalie plays an idol for Natalie. Mm-hmm. And to Sam will take us through the votes. All right. We have vote number one, Ben. Vote number two, Michelle. Vote number three, Ben. Vote number four, Michelle. Very nice, tied, tied, you know, two, two, very, very interesting. The fifth and final vote is for Ben, however. So Ben is the next person voted out. And and he has a good exit line. He says, y'all better be ready to party, guys, to the jury people, because, you know, he's going to be there that night. He gets mm-hmm. a hug from Jeff. We find out later that both of the boys, Ben and Tony, both voted for Michelle, and all three girls, uh, Natalie, Sarah, and Michelle, all voted for Ben. And more importantly, the shocked look on Tony's face when uh, Ben's name was called out was what was needed for the jury to see from Sarah's standpoint. Mm. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. saying he was acting? No, no, no. She was stunned. Yeah, but I mean, she needed that for her resume. Yes, I see. Okay, well, uh, then we come now to the next day. There's not much after show after after tribal. Mm -mm. There's no uh, plotting and planning by anybody. We just come directly to the final immunity challenge, which is up on the top of a mountain somewhere. Looks really pretty. It's the balls in the rack. Mm-hmm. Big fatty. That was his stripper name in the, in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. The 1880s. We talked about the 80s last week. <laughs> um, so so uh, we're, I think we're. I, now I, I, they've done this one a lot. But I like, I like this challenge just because it's. It comes across as overly simple, and it's anything but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a concentration game, and uh, yeah, they, timing. This is yes. the fifth the fifth time that they've done this. Fifth this time, concert. okay. I like I had this never one. seen it before, but I liked it. I thought it was cool. And early, the first two times that they did it, they did not have an arm tied um, down. Well, I almost three times. laughed out loud when they said, we're tying an arm behind yes. your back. That was cute. 
Okay, so they all start off and they're doing pretty good. We get up to three balls and that's where Tony Tony uh, falls out on ball number three. Mm-hmm. And they, they've been doing this for some time. I don't know what the duration is between each of the additional ball, but um, they're up to four balls before Sarah is knocked out. And then up to five balls, and it's a head-to-head between Michelle and Natalie. They both have five balls. And uh, lo and behold, Michelle uh, loses a ball, and Natalie wins it once again. Now, I would just like to say, I realize I'm not winning, but I always had Natalie as a as a high point, uh, 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 desirable player, even though she was on edge of extinction from day number three. And I've right. always liked Natalie. And just in this episode, she's won, what, like three or four uh, either advantages or challenges. Like she's kicking ass here. Oh, yeah. She is. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. I, I Faye, I think your your uh, downfall was you chose multiple people who were already on edge of extinction at the, when we first started. You could have had Natalie and other folks. And yeah. Natalie would have gave you more points. But I think your your downfall was how many edge folks you chose. Mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer, I guess. Okay, so uh, then there's the challenge. And uh, so Natalie wins immunity, but she has to choose who, which of the two people will be doing the fire challenge. And one of those people will ultimately be eliminated. Now, there's a difference here. Normally, people are wanting to, they're like, oh, don't, you know, choose me to go with you. Choose me to go with you. Don't make me do fire, you know. But everyone wanted to make fire because they all wanted the the resume. So Uh it was kind of a flip-flop of normal where they're like, no, I want to make fire. Let me make fire, you know, was kind of how it went. So they were all practicing. They were all practicing. But did y'all think Tony was having trouble making fire? But did you think he was faking it? I don't think he was faking it. I think they were just not showing us the successful attempts, right? They were, I think it was edited to make it seem like it was going to be a a definite Sarah blowout there. Okay. I think that, you know, they they had enough footage from the course of the day that they could make that look however they wanted it to look. Okay. Okay. So that we were just being let alone. Let alone. Okay. Yes. All right. I'm with you. So, but Natalie did say, I'm not talking to anybody. So nobody really had an opportunity to pitch to her to say, take me or don't take me. Now, why do we think, and maybe she said this, why do we think she went with Sarah instead of Michelle? Because don't you think Sarah had um, a better resume going up to this and had Sarah beat Tony, that would have given Sarah like one more thing to add to her resume to possibly beat Natalie in the in the whole end vote. Where Michelle, you know, people see her as just kind of a straggler throughout the whole game. She wins fire, sure, like that's the last thing. But I think she still has less things she can point to throughout her, you know, time there. And I think there's a better case to be made with Michelle, even if she wins fire, to say, you know, Michelle didn't win a lot well, she kind of but if if sarah's sitting there by natalie and tony wins 
then you got two uh-huh. stronger p- players sitting there. He, right. She, yeah. Of she course, was she just wanted wanting Michelle... to get one of those stronger players out. I yeah, of course she wanted Michelle next to her because she viewed Michelle as the weakest of the three. I mean, bless it's Michelle's her. heart. Bless Michelle's heart. But I feel like all of Would her you... seasons, she they she's gotten to the end because people have felt like, well, you know, I want somebody by me that I can beat. You know, (laughs) so would you like to know the actual reason that she chose Sarah over Michelle? Yes. Yes. Uh, These these are Natalie's own words from an interview this week. Um, That decision was back and forth all day between Michelle and Sarah and even myself. And it was actually supposed to be Michelle until the end. But then Michelle was crying at some point. And I was like, oh, my God, girlfriend is not in it right now. And I put in Sarah. But Sarah was too close to Tony. I just thought it was all about girl power. And I thought she could pull it out and we'd have a final three women. But Sarah didn't look like she would go ahead with it either. So basically, okay. Michelle was freaking out. And now oh, okay. like so. See, I would have thought Michelle would have wanted to make fire. I mean, maybe she just didn't think she could beat it. Well, so that's so. interesting because there's also an interview with Michelle where she was basically like, she abs, I've always proven that I work really well under pressure. And I think I absolutely would have beaten him in that fire challenge because I, I felt a lot of pressure, but I feel like I would have, I would have actually won. That was a very exciting mm-hmm. fire challenge. It too. was, it was yes. a really good one. Mm-hmm. That's one is, I think that was one of the better ones. Oh, Definitely. Yeah, so it's like it's is a tie between that one and the one where they completely ran out of flint and then they gave them waterproof matches and then they completely ran out of waterproof matches. <laughs> and uh I forget how they eventually it's like neither one of them could make fun. Then they gave them gasoline. I remember that one. I don't remember who was doing it, but I do remember that. Uh, two people that couldn't so, make fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So Tony does actually win by just by a hair, though. I'm sure of it. Um, yeah. yeah. Sarah did a really uh, nice job. They were very close. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the jury was impressed at how close they were, also. They showed mm-hmm. a lot of that. Okay, so it's over. We go to the next day. Tony gets the, uh, sorry, Sarah gets the boot. Uh, Lucina, pardon me, mm-hmm. gets the boot. She gets That's her last name, right? Snuffed oh, yes. out. And off she goes. Okay, day 39, breakfast. We go, we all have a breakfast. Everyone seems happy. What the hell did they do for the rest of the goddamn day? They had breakfast and then they had to wait till dark. What's What's up with that, Mr. Behind the Scenes? No, they didn't have to wait till dark. They had to wait until there was a monsoon coming down. Right. Oh, my God. God. Typically, the last day, uh, they give them that that breakfast, and then they have the day to basically write their speeches, like they're to to work on their – that's the one time they're actually given pad and paper um, during that day so that they can actually put thoughts down on paper and and, – do it so mm. that's what they were doing okay, okay that's good to know but then why did they have to do this in a monsoon as was mentioned by fatty so well, they don't control the weather yeah and that's always what? been one of prop's things that he's you know he's like this is what makes it real you know mm-hmm. it's like no, we don't stop for anything and it's you know this is a you know it was such a big deal during uh millennial versus gen x that they actually evacuated them right because of the of the monsoon I, right that was yeah. like the very first time that 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 had ever happened but uh, now you can all... tell at the breakfast that Michelle is just not into it. She sees the writing on the wall here. Yeah, well, 
she should well, yeah <clears throat> um okay so and everybody is freezing cold at this oh at this thing the poor people like you and why couldn't they have coats like <laughs> surely they've got some hurricane jackets for these people. i don't know like if you were uh, packing to go to fiji would you necessarily think to pack your winter coat in there it's like but that's that's one of the things that i i, I um, i'm constantly uh amused about here in florida because people think oh florida's hot florida's always hot you know it's like so people will come down here and only pack shorts and t-shirts uh in like let's say October, November and times when it's, you know, granted it's the average is 80 degrees and everything, but in the evening time with a little bit of rain, with as much humidity as we have down here, it can get really cold. It's like, you can, you can get really cold in the rain. One of the coldest places I've ever been was at Disney world <laughs> during Christmas time in December, yeah. because it was, Oh my God, it yeah. was so cold. But anyway, and I think we had not packed properly. But anyway, correct. Thank okay. goodness it wasn't a monsoon. All right. So well, the lesson to be learned here is: if you ever go to Fiji, uh-huh. uh, take a coat with you, yeah, just in case. Cow. A raincoat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, it seems like nobody can hear anybody because everyone is like leaning in and cocking their ears to see to make sure they are able to hear whatever's happening. So it must have been a quite a night. Yes, uh, at Tribal Council, like on the beach during the uh, the times there, everyone is mic'd and there are sound systems there so that, that people can hear each other without them having to, you know, uh, whatever. But yeah, with the rain, you know, even the sound system with the rain, it's going to be hard to hear sometimes. So. Yeah. All right. So I don't have any notes about any of the outwit, outplay, outlast. Tell us why you did this. Neither do I. I don't want to relive any of this. Really? But, so I, all right. Some of the, the questions that I thought were very telling was I, I thought Boston Rob was, was very telling and specifically uh, asking Natalie, why didn't you make fire? Why didn't you make fire? And it kind of became clear that they had had that conversation on exile Island of what it would take for someone coming back from exile to win. They would have to play the perfect game um, in order to actually get these jurors to vote for them to win over Tony. And it was one of those things. It's like, if you know that, if you know that going in, that the only way they're going to vote for you is if you get rid of Tony, you know, at some point you got to put your, you know, Chris Underwood set that tone on his season, right? I will take you on. I'm going to, you're my biggest threat to win this game, Rick Devins. I'm going to build fire against you, even though I'm immune and I don't have to. Yeah. And, know. and he had a valid point there and Natalie did not have a good answer. Right. Um, she, she not. She, she's just like, you know what? <laughs> I want immunity. I didn't want to make fire. Yeah. I mean, there was like, I didn't think I'd win. I don't know. I right. mean, she's like, yeah. I wanted to go forward. I, and I was like, that's not a good answer. And you probably should have made fire because I was thinking about this and especially the season where this is all former winners. Mm-hmm. They're not going to vote for someone who's been out of the game for 32 days or how many ever it was, unless you just did something magnificent, you know, they're, they're not, I mean, they're just not going to do it because you've not been in the game. And a lot of Chris ruined 
Natalie's game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Chris, well, not only Chris, but also Adam has a point here. It's like these these are not just winners of Survivor. These right. are fans of Survivor. These, you know, these are super fans of Survivor. Yeah. These people don't get bitter jury syndrome. They don't like feel like, ah, oh, he screwed me over. I'm not going to vote for him mm-hmm. because he screwed me over. These people are all about the, okay, I can recognize and respect that you outwitted me here. It's like, and if you're going to mm-hmm. claim the the winner of the winners, you know, uh, you're going to have to play a hell of a game. And I think that was really wise of Tony to to stress that to them. And it's like, you know, I really hope that you like the game that I play. I tried to play a game here that, uh, you know, was befitting of winning this historic season, you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, it's really interesting because this is Tony, right? Tony like is crazy and he speaks his mind and everything, but he's basically saying that he's not coming into them and saying in a combative way, Hey, not a single one of you wrote my name down. Look at what, you know, this is how good of a player I am. You didn't even think to vote for me. And that's why I should win. And you should absolutely write me down. He was, he led them along to that conclusion without like being uh, combative about it or whatever, which is basically like, I really hope that you can see that I played this game well. And I think that's, you know, Tony, whether you think he's an idiot or not, and I agree with you, Faye, I think the man is probably an idiot. Um, it's just batshit crazy. But he's really good. At, he's like an idiot savant because he's really good at understanding this game and understanding mm-hmm. the psychology of this game. And yeah, I, I agree. He was, he was a point, you know, at least two or three moves ahead of everyone during this game. So just to right. check in with the chat room really quick, Mitten says um, about the cold that they should have been like Nick and pack a suit um, to come to Fiji. And, uh, and Joe in Dallas has a question that he thinks is a dick question. Um, if you had a seat at the final versus making Tony earn a seat at final, Rob can't tell me he would make fire. If he says so, he's a liar. So, <laughs> so basically he's saying Rob's the one that asked the questions, but he doesn't believe that Rob would have made fire had he been I, in I the same situation. I, I don't think Rob would have either. You know, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. But I mean, I thought Chris was dumb for doing that his season. Oh, I mean, everybody it really did. Big, it was a really big move, but it was a really dumb, really big move. Well, he but won. Now but that he's, it's but only now dumb that if it doesn't set, work. Oh, well, yeah. But now that he's set that bar, there it's yeah. out there. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the trouble. So we've only I'm, had this one other time, and the other time, the guy that got that, that got back in did this big, bold move. So. Had that ever been done? Up to the point where he did that. Like, I didn't even know that was a possibility. I didn't know that you could get rid of your own immunity idol and say, no, I'm going to oh. make fire. I like you can, until you can that happened. Your immunity idol to someone had else. someone Absolutely. made fire before, though, in that situation. No, no, they hadn't. But then keep in mind that, that that whole fire making to be in the final three is a relatively recent addition yes. to the game, like within the last yes. five or six seasons. It's, you know, that's we haven't had it since, you know. 20 years ago. Oh, I would like to point out one other thing that I completely forgot when so when they were making all the the former edge of extinction record, do we need to restart? Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. When okay. when they were making everyone sit stand out in the sun after the edge of extinction whatever, Amber, we, Amber. We, we've had a talk about Amber uh, and why she was there and it didn't seem like she was really playing. So I just want to say she set the record straight that she was only there to support mm-hmm. Rob. And get away from her horrible, horrible kids. (laughs) So that was the answer. She never, she wasn't really trying that hard. She never thought she had a chance. She was just there to support Rob. So to be his rock. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 
basically throwing uh, Rob under the bus. Um, So I feel like, I mean, the final tribal council, that that was the the takeaway there was that, wow, jury, you know, Tony is really good at at managing the jury here. I feel like Natalie really dropped the ball by not stressing. Like at this point in time, you really didn't sell yourself good enough on the challenges. You kind of listed all the challenges that you won, but you didn't explain to them how you actually still enter, you know, directed things in the game, right? It's like you kind of mentioned that you probably should have spent more time on that. Um, And yeah, I don't think Michelle had great... uh, She had nothing. Well, I mean, do you ever... But but, but Michelle... All right, consider this. Michelle is the only player in Survivor history that has been in the final three... Uh, without ever having been voted out. Well, so there's, you could there's say that about okay. a lot of people, can't you? No, no there's she's been the other players. One. There's been other players that didn't make it. made it to the final three one time that they played, but not another time that they played. So like, every time Michelle has played this game, she has made it to the final three and not been voted out. So it's like Natalie made it to the final three, but Natalie been voted out, and so it's like in backhand. So, but it's, like, but, it's a weird, uh, odd distinction there. But uh, hey, she she has that honor. But I mean, but. when you go in, when you go in to Survivor, you know, do you want to be the kind of player that kind of floats along by not rocking the boat and being the one that no one really cares about enough to vote for? Mm-hmm. You know, because when you get to the end, you have nothing to say. Like, I mean, sure, you made it there. But mm-hmm. I mean, and so I feel like that's kind of the, Michelle. And she even, isn't she the one that says in her season, you know, that. Is she yeah, she she yeah, she felt like she was just the the she won because they hated the other players. Yeah, of and like that probably team. was the case, you know. But, if that's... but you know, here's the thing: is like we are watching this show. Yes, and right. so we have a different. We know everything that's happening and everything. I don't think that Michelle in that time on day thirty nine in Survivor felt like she didn't have a story. I felt like she felt like she had a story. Uh, I just don't think that she has the same kind of communication style that uh, Tony or Natalie did. But so. really, her story is not that engaging. No, like, it's not. She, yeah. uh, her story is I dodged a bunch of, you know, right. votes out, and uh, yeah. I I hid behind these people, and here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, to me, the voting and during the voting, she looked pretty close to tears. Yeah. To me, what she did is she managed to not know what the vote was going to be in multiple tribals and be completely dumbfounded and blindsided and dumb to what was going on and just happened to not get voted off. I mean, it seemed like luck almost that she made it. Let me give, let me give you my opinion. Michelle was one of the winners at war right now. I had to look at the, at the chart to see which one Michelle was. Okay. And I know she was in the final three. Okay. But I still, she's, there's she's the one not window no she is she yeah no dated Wendell. um well, see he, i didn't even remember that he didn't even i thought somebody else did yeah. some right. of the jurors after the fact had mentioned that um, they were going to toss a vote michelle's way but they were concerned that natalie might have enough votes if they did that so it's like they, there's a lot of the jury that wanted to make sure Natalie didn't win. 
because they felt like the winner should be someone that was in the game from the beginning. Uh And so it's like, but they didn't want to split their votes between Tony and Michelle because then that would be a crack for Natalie to get through. Right. Uh And you could see by the look on Michelle's face after we go to the three Zoom Skype Mm -hmm. shows as they keep reading, <laughs> not yeah. Michelle, not Michelle, and not Michelle. Mm-hmm. I did feel kind of bad for her there. Not one single I vote. Too, but she didn't look like Michelle. She was not Michelle. I mean, <laughs> she looked so different. Stunt, yeah. mm-hmm. It was a stunt Michelle. Yes. Her and her sister uh, looked a lot alike. I wasn't surprised at all that she got zero votes. No, no, I agree. No, I don't think anybody was surprised by that. Well, she was. And I just do want to point out that during that whole tribal council thing at the very, very end, that Sophie was completely out of it. Oh, gosh, yes. Yes. Uh, Practically she... un- unconscious in and out of consciousness. I felt bad for her because she, I mean, anytime she was like this pale, you know, looking yeah. down, like, and but it was raining at the same time. And you know yeah. how you feel when you're sick. And then to have to sit in the cold rain, you know, for how many of her hours they did that, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. And uh, at the beginning of the show, when they showed that big grid of all the returning players that were on Zoom, uh, Mm -hmm. she was there. She looked great there. So she she did recover. (laughs) And that that was the closest to a reunion show that we got. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. About 10 seconds of of 16 people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, uh, all right. So you didn't, I, I, I can't think of anything else that was really important about the tribal. They answered their, you know, they asked their normal questions, they answered their, their, their questions, but I think it was very clear that, uh, you know, there was definitely a story emerging there that, that Tony was, was setting forth. Like he was, he was uh-huh. setting forth his resume and of course it worked because he won. Tony he won. won. We went to the garage Tony won. He won. and what, what were the, uh, what, who voted who voted for whom? Natalie got four of the 13 votes. Ethan, Parvati, Jeremy, and Tyson voted for Natalie. Mm-hmm. Everybody else on the jury voted for Tony. Okay. And they did show us that. Yes. So Yes. At the end. And, and then it's time for the preview of next season, which they haven't started filming yet. Yeah. They said some, it sounds like they're going to take it a completely different direction. It's like Jeff uh, says, we're not shooting, but we have a lot of fun ideas. They want teenagers. Yeah. 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. Hell, if you're in kindergarten, just come on down. Cool parents or cool school. And I'm thinking, all right, which, one of these winners at war has kids that are old enough barely to play <laughs> i think the it's tie-ins, gonna they write themselves mm. i think it's, think gonna, it's gonna be, be uh, it's gonna be uh teenagers versus their their uh teachers from school it's gonna be mm. teachers I don't, think, I don't think you're gonna have teachers teenagers, teenagers stranded on an island in fiji well, I yeah. think they're thinking social distancing and not doing the whole Fiji thing. They no. said cool parents or cool school. Now, it's the cool modifier that is intriguing there. So you're because thinking that otherwise maybe... you would do it versus parents or versus school. Oh, they're going to tie. Okay, here's I have, I have two more thoughts. 
they're not going to do a full season because the season will be truncated by the problems with COVID-19. So they're only going to be able to shoot a four week or, you know, just three weeks of survivor 21 days. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be teams of a teacher and a student or a cool mom and a, and, and the, so it's kind of like amazing race, except it's, right. except it's in a survivor setting. Right. Hmm. Well, either that, or I've always thought that it would be interesting to have a survivor set in a cold weather uh, mm -hmm. location, but you wouldn't do that because you want to see the, you know, half naked bodies. But if it's, if it's teens, and, and children, you you that you don't want that. So the reason that Survivor will never be in a cold climate, according to Mark Burnett, during the original, uh, you know, like season four or five, and they're like, why do you keep going to all these warm places? Why not do something else? All he's like, the human body uh, can survive in hot places, but once you cold. get if you get too cold. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't survive. It's just like so. It's one of those things. Is like you can sleep on a beach in a hut in uh, Fiji and you know it may not be the most comfortable thing in the world but you're not going to die but if we put you someplace that gets down to you know zero degrees at night now you're in a danger situation where you know you can't just sleep out on the beach right or you can't just you you've got to have heat you've got to have yeah uh, okay things like that so so All it's not right. just the cosmetic obviously the cosmetics of the half naked people certainly helps but it's not yes. just because of that so. well uh, do we want to we do, but before we do, does everyone should consider watching the television show called Alone? Okay. Uh, which is where, where they do that. They send people into these really harsh environments. It's very good. It's a history channel program. Oh. So I will take I will take the, the, the unpopular opinion here that I believe that um, they probably will film a full season of Survivor because they usually do two full seasons back to back. So I think they'll get at least one full season filmed out there. And I think the, the thing that Survivor has over like, let's say uh, uh, any of the other shows is that they kind of have their own little community out there mm -hmm. in Fiji. They have their own list. So like, as long as they get everyone tested and they stay themselves self quarantined without things coming in from the outside, I think that they could be fine uh, with the, uh, you know, with some, I mean, they have medical teams and stuff, so they could do daily testing yeah. or whatever they needed to do. Uh, so. True. Okay. All right. Contest. Uh, so uh, let's not talk about it. I think the contest was totally uh, just not worth talking about. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we're gonna. So coming in in last place, uh, it's a shocker here because she started out so strong. Oh, uh, we have Sam at sixty-five oh. points. Um, wow. who, who lost all of her folks before the finale? Um, uh, let's see. That would make one, two, three, four. Fifth place is uh, Fatty. Oh! With 75 points. And then uh, fourth place yes. with uh, 105 points, we have Faye. Mm -hmm. And hey. uh, yeah, he and he got Natalie all the way to the, you know, to the final uh, three there. He alone got Natalie there. He, oh. through sheer force of will, <laughs> got Natalie. To the I, I am the Sarah of the, the program, right. the fourth. Out. Yeah. Um, and so then in third place, 
or second, depending on how you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go um, second. Second we have, place. Uh, we have Daniel with 235 Yay! points. Second place. Um, with, uh, you know, Michelle making it to the final three. Now, I, I will say... Uh, we we do have to make a revision to the rules. We need to think about this, not for this season, but for future seasons, because I don't like that there's the possibility of a tie. So I feel like we need some sort of a tiebreaker. We're not going to do that for this season, but How about draw rocks. I don't know. Build fire or if whoever manages to be on the Zoom call when we announce the winner. You know, oh, look at that shade! <laughs> look at that shade that you're tossing uh, out to uh, Chris there. So I feel like you're just gonna revise the rules every year until you beat Chris. That's like no, the, uh, I I used to lose all the time. I you mean, did. all right, well, so you, you still did. So the right the winners, first place, with the 320 points uh, goes to both myself and Chris. Now, um, will you be splitting the prize so Chris is only going to get $12.50? No, we, we don't get a monetary prize for hosts. Um, now, I do want to call out uh, the at-home prize. Oh, yeah, was was uh, won by Mittens. Oh. Um, and, and I want to say a couple of things. First of all, okay. uh, Mittens had the final three on his team. So oh. every single uh, one, he had Michelle, Natalie, and Tony on his team. Also, had he been playing against the hosts, even with just three, so if we remove Sarah completely, Mittens would have beat us all. Oh, well, there you go. So, um, course, so had he played a- Scotty. So uh, he he had 445 points, and Sarah only accrued 50 points during the game. If we completely remove Sarah, which was our problematic person for him, um, he would still have 395 points, which would have beaten everyone. So all right, let me let, correct me if I'm wrong. You're nobody wrong. nobody chose Tony as their unique player, right? That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> we all suck. We all suck. I, I think we all have a distaste for Tony, or maybe I'm just you know. Well, we know you do. You turned <laughs> us. You turned us <laughs> against <laughs> Tony. Right. Uh, I just did. Well, for me, I thought, okay, I'll put him on my team, but I'm not going to have him as my unique because it's likely that everyone's going to see him as a huge threat and get rid of him immediately, you know, or very quickly. And that didn't happen. Like nobody took him out. We have a voicemail. I'm gonna try to play this and see uh oh. we don't usually get voicemails but it was uh, emailed in so i'm gonna play this well i, I wonder what the was... hell is with the audio in the final survivor episode bloody jeff is he sitting in his toilet like surely they could have got some better sound i mean i sounded better when i used to call into your shows from the street just listen to this because here's the truth. Oh, my God. Two of you are going to lose. Actually, it sounds better. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't listen to that beforehand. I thought he was going to say something about the fact that he lost miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was Scotty. Oh, that's next week. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was Scotty. That was his, uh, that was his, what is it when you... Like a presidential wait, candidate wait, calls Scotty, and concedes. Scotty. Oh, Scotty was the last place. Speak. He came in last place in the uh, at-home contest. Yeah, he came in last okay, place. At, at, yeah, And Mark actually had the nerve to ask me 
um, when he's going to get his $50 Amazon Wait, gift why card. Wait, why is it? I, yeah. I, so you it. offered yeah. forth a prize. I believe you were contractually obligated no, to give No, he's a family to... member. You know, family members are disqualified from Come receiving. On. He... He wants he wants to be able to buy you an upgraded hot tub for your blender program. Now, okay. what I did tell him that he could do is uh, I said, you know, all the things that we're buying for the house, you can pay fifty dollars less. He can get you a shower shot for that porn shower. <laughs> you know? Oh, like I'm like you can apply it. You can apply it as a credit, you know, towards whatever you owe for the house things. <laughs> Wow! Um, in the in the chat room, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Mark is saying that uh, he hey, Mark. if hey, if Charles. I disqualify him, then I have to give it to Scotty. Yes, I was gonna. If <laughs> if, if he was disqualified from even winning, then yes, uh, you guys are Scotty would have to be the. Okay, winner. it's a no win. It's a no win. It, it's a no win. Okay, no, there's a, a absolute way to win. You give mittens the twenty five dollars. It's fifty. Stop All right, give him the fifty bucks. Quit being a cheapo, Burns. Are you going to give yourself uh, twenty five dollars and give Chris twenty five dollars? There's no monetary prize for hosts. Oh, look at you! Got all these rules. I, get all wait these, a uh... minute. I officially said at the beginning of this contest this year. I said I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. change. I'm gonna add another thing for listeners yes. only. Look, Adam. I'm oh, gonna okay. say Adam. there's a listener contest. Adam. Adam. <laughs> yeah. We literally just got a phone call. Somebody asking what was up with the audio. It sounded like he was in a bathroom or something. When when the audio he was complaining about started off with him saying, "I'm in my garage," and this is the same Bluetooth <laughs> microphone that I use. It's like so we don't listen. We don't listen to what people say. We just we come to our own conclusions. Right. And uh, we. Yeah. Expect to be uh, our reality you know. is reality, yeah, exactly. regardless well, I mean, if, of what you said. If I wanted like, to do extra work and pull audio of things that I've said, I would, but I don't. So you guys are just gonna have to trust me. Uh, or we record these things. You know, you could go back and listen to those episodes that sounds, if you that want. Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, well, I is. just want to say it's been fun, and I want to thank Davenport and. Uh, excuse me. And I want to thank Hinterlands and <laughs> Driver and Brewer and Burns. Sorry. Thank Sorry. you, thank you Fatty. Mm-hmm. Could could you take that out in the No, in it, it's fine. It can okay. stay. I'm and, the same uh, person everywhere. I usually refer right. to her by her social security number. Would you like to give that out as well? <laughs> what, is, what is her security code and uh, 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 expiration date? All right. Well, uh, any any more comments? So good season, right? I mean, we all agree it was a good season. I don't we? It was a season. good season. I thought I, it was a, a very good. I didn't mean to step on you, Sam. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say I think they're going to take the entire show a very radically different direction mm-hmm. for the next one. I'm, I, I, I mean, I could, I, I love talking about Survivor, so I could, I could talk about this all day, but I don't think anyone wants to. But it's like I'm curious to know why you think that they're going to stray so far from just their regular tried and true kind of. Uh, because they're going to want to get something out for the next season before the social distancing things have eased up enough that they can go back to Fiji and do what they're doing. Okay. Unless they do something really weird with I testing and their on-site doctor, and no, I think I, I think the, the condition of the world is why it's is part of why it's going to take such a radical departure. It's going to be a Zoom survivor, and they're all going to be required to stay on the Zoom call on the camera the entire thirty-nine days mm-hmm. without leaving. No, that's so Big Brother. They're going to have to like poop 
and everything when, right there in their when, chair. Uh, Daniel, you will <laughs> yeah. know this. When when was this season filmed? Uh, this one was filmed directly after season 39. Wasn't it like last March or April? Season 40. Filming dates. Uh, it was filmed May 22nd through June 29th of 2019. Mm. Okay. And that was filmed back to back. So it was like that one was filmed right after season 39, which would have been... Um, Oops, helps if I... That's Island of the Idols. I didn't yeah. realize that it was so long between when they film and when they release them, because that's almost a year. Yeah. Almost, so they're almost yeah. a year ahead. And... Yep. It is. Uh, yeah, and the filming dates for that were March 21st through April 28th of 2019 for Island of the Idols. So it's it's okay. one of those things, it's like the, they film them back to back, and then whichever the first one they film has a much shorter time to air before right. the, the second mm -hmm. one. They start working on the editing on that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been really fun uh, chatting with yeah. you folks. We'll get together again whenever, whenever and wherever there's another season. And we're not expecting a big brother. I mean, no. we don't know. They haven't announced anything. So, yeah. But if we do, yeah, we'll be it, back for, but first. Yeah, it, we'll see. There's been, it's been kind of radio silence. I actually Googled that today. And there's been no announcement. It said radio silence? Well, yeah, kind mm -hmm. of. It, it's basically said there was a casting call before all this stuff happened. They they uh, were going to do uh, go around to different cities and do like in-person casting. They canceled mm -hmm. that and moved it online. So they had people submit stuff online instead of doing like an in-person thing. And uh, and then they closed that, but they didn't say whether they closed it because of quarantine or they had filled all the slots like they didn't really say. And so no one really knows and they have not made any official announcements. So we don't know. All right. Anyway, it's been great. Thank you all. Thank you, Adam. Uh, thank you. For a great yes, show. Thank you. So, uh, thank you. Fatty, where can you be reached? Um, well, uh, uh, Fatty can be reached at bigfattyonline.com. Good Lord. Daniel, where can I'll be you be reached? <laughs> Downtown. Uh, I could be Downtown. reached. Uh, I, what's our new email address? Contact at dubiousintent.com. I was so excited last night. I got to play the contact music on DI. So, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Lasers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Email or voicemails. Yeah. Go to dubiousintent.com. Um, we'll be doing that through the end of June. So, all right. Faye, where can you be reached? Please find out about my life at pinkwheelnuts.com Alright, and Sam, last but not oh, sorry, Hinterlands where can you be reached? <laughs> Sam and the H uh, on Twitter, Sam as always Alright, well, it's been great doing a show with you guys I can be reached at geekygay.com Has he, has he oh, turned us off? Shit, I forgot, I didn't hit the right mute button I can be reached at geekygay.com <laughs> where I do a lovely podcast five days a week um, I we can all we I don't know how to do this closing anymore. I can be reached at geekygay.com where I do a podcast five days a week. We can be reached at survivorsreadypodcast.com where you can find all of our back episodes and the lovely contest graphics by Mark. And we you can find many more LGBT and LGBTQ plus friendly podcasts at pride48.com. It's been a great season. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.